It's a new day. What is up, y'all? This is another episode, podcast, season, another whatever you want to call it of the Get Up Podcast. We have Esta in the studio and we have Pharaoh on the line. Say what up, y'all. It's good. What's going on? It's S dot. What's good? It's Pharaoh. Yeah, man. So this, of course, is another uh, week of a lot of shit. Of course, this we are recording this just what two days after Thanksgiving. So I hope everybody's Thanksgiving was uh, was good. Um, I know, of course, I just said fuck it because after this whole health thing, like what the health and shit, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, you know, start to, you know, put myself in this uh, vegetarian aspect of, of, of eating. Um, but I say, you know what, I'm going to give my give myself a leeway and on weekends and stuff. So this time I was like, <laughs> I can't I'm Jamaican. I mean, my family. Yeah, we have where yeah, we have salad and shit, but we we do jerk chicken jerk uh you know jerk chicken curry chicken like we doing all that stuff yeah fish. like my, fish is like fish fish but still my girls bust in so we had the oxtail oxtail and, uh, rice yeah. and peas all that good stuff yes, so yes yes so that's just you know <laughs> fair fair where were you you came back to new york right no i didn't i had to stay up here oh i thought you came back all right so yeah he had a you know of course nah, i had a delivery on wednesday so hey you had to make that money man you had to make that money <laughs> Thanks for giving me a paycheck. That's what you gotta <laughs> for giving me that check. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly what it is. So, of course, uh, we're gonna go ahead and you know just dive into this different world. Um, this is a different world as our current event segment. So I just call it a different world because I mean at this point it is. Um, so. And, of course, there's always continuous updates right now about what's going on with the sexual assault cases um, and so forth. I know we were speaking about it, of course, in our little, um, I don't know if you want to call it Q&A section that we normally do beforehand. But um, so, many, so, so many more allegations are coming out in regards to Roy Moore. He has five new women, I would want to say, S-Dot, that have come out against him. Yeah, there's been a there's been a couple. I mean, it's not just reserved to the 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 couple that originally came out. There's all these like new allegations of him going after more teen girls um, as a 30 year old man. Um, the the stories are just kind of creepy. Like everybody in his department knew he liked to hang out they knew at this. the mall, yeah, and like go to <laughs> like college, not like high school football games and like just hang out at the like he don't got any kids at the football game. He just hanging out watching the game like. There's, like, creepy stuff he was doing. Like, everybody knew he was this type of person. So, like, you know, it's just all kind of uh, pouring out now. And it, Yeah, public. so apparently it's come out that, as Estat was saying, that so many people, of course, know or knew of Roy Moore. So th- this is the senator, uh, you know, going for um, Jeff Sessions' old seat in Alabama. And it has been known that Roy Moore is this person who – goes after teenage girls so it has been stated i'm not sure if everybody's been really keeping up because it's been a lot of um you know allegations and so forth you know coming out about just a lot of um you know a-list celebrities things of that nature um and that they've you know louis ck came out he's he admitted to it uh he's just been whipping his dick out masturbating in front of chicks like i'm just and 
to as I stated in our other previous podcasts, I've actually asked females, you know, that I've known that are in my life, and I'm just like, how do you has has this happened to you? What has happened? Like, I, you have to ask this question because I never thought that dudes would be this way, like ripping whipping their dick out and just masturbating in front of chicks. Like, what the fuck? So, like, Roy Morris these allegations. Yeah, there, so I mean, everything is allegation because well, it hasn't been proven. CK right. has admitted to but he's, it. Yeah, he's but admitted. And all it make you look at all your homies differently. I mean, it kind of does. It really kind of does. Like I look at not even homies, but I look at all of all of guys differently. Every now. guy, every guy differently. Because yeah. I'm just like, are you really? Are you whipping your dick out? <laughs> just masturbating. What are you doing that I don't know? That about? I don't know about. You know, <laughs> that somebody's gonna put a camera in my face. Like, yo, you've been homeboys with him for six years. Like, why was he doing that before? You're like, nah, I ain't know that. I ain't know what he was doing that. <laughs> he seemed cool to me. Like, I did not know. I didn't know he was whipping his dick out. I really didn't. And masturbating in front of chicks. He, he was crying in front of us. Like, we had, a, of course, we were. We went out to the club, to the bar. He, he wasn't whipping his dick out in front of me. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't seen that happen. <laughs> So it's it's. I never knew that side of him. That's the new. That's the new thing. I never knew that side of him. I didn't know. So then yeah, it, what? it, it I leads. I'm like that. It leads to it leads to thinking. Do you really know the people that you that are around your circle? Because did did Louis C.K.'s friends and family know that he was just whipping his dick out and masturbating in front of people because if they did know shame on them and they should have said some shit they should have got this motherfucker some help if he really needed help granted i don't understand what help you need because i thought that was just common sense don't whip your dick out and start masturbating in yeah, front of right? it's like shit if you need to whip your like, dick out so do sure it at I home in the bathroom, you have a tablet. We have iPads now. Shit, you don't have to download pornos anymore. All you got to do is stream them shits. Do that shit in the privacy of your own home like every every other guy does. But you over here just, so I don't know. We don't want to go too far into that. So Bellevue was feeling strong woo. about that. I just, I just strong don't, feelings about. I don't understand. I just, that's the thing. I just don't understand it. I, it's to the point where you question everything. Now, is it just I just think, me? Like, do when you would guys that, question every? I question everything now. When would that come up in conversation? Like, when do you tell your boy that? You like, oh yeah, out. like I was with this chick and I just decided. Like, when do you tell somebody that? Like, don't, you don't think that Lucy K had any point in time that he could have said, like, yo guys, I like whipping my dick out in front of no, chicks. No, like, like <laughs> when is he going? Like, when does that come up? Like, hey, John Stewart. Like the other day, I had this chick cornered, and I was like, yo, like when does that come up? Like, you know, like I. I don't I, I don't I don't know yeah man. we're gonna we're gonna get into this in like another podcast or two because we actually have some so we need to talk about this because it's just at this point in time guys are just reckless but then of course it then goes to why like how is it that so many guys are like this and then it, you just start to you know think back and so we're going to talk about that we're not going to get too much into that but of course new allegations that have come up and come about are Russell Simmons. Mm-hmm. Russell Simmons has just been accused of um, sexual uh, misconduct back in 1991. And this apparently was with a, um, a model. And she was, well, she was, I would, they're saying that she was of age, consent wise, 16, 17, or whatever the case is. Um, and yeah, so she was 17, and this was actually for a music video. Her name is Carrie. 
Clausen Kaligi. Um, and of course, I could be butchering her name. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Um, but it's saying that um, Kaligi is saying ooh, that Simmons and uh, this guy, Brett Ratner, um, apparently who's also been accused of sexual misconduct and sexual assault. Uh, back in 1991, they went back to Russell Simmons spot um, and apparently she was coerced, uh, allegedly. She was coerced into performing oral sex on Russell Simmons, and while Brett Ratner um, watched, these are some freaky motherfuckers, boy. I'm like, damn, y'all, y'all can't just do one on one. Like, y'all have to have somebody watch this shit. <laughs> Come on, but <laughs> but um, so apparently, allegedly, Russell Simmons uh, coerced. Oh, Russell Simmons and Brett Ratner, of course, uh, Cleggy into performing uh, oral sex on Russell Simmons. And then she went to go take a shower. And then Russell Simmons, like the freak that we know he is, um, followed her into the shower and, um, and sexually assaulted her in the shower, penetrated her in the shower when she was 17. So this was back in 91. So that's Russell Simmons. So that's an allegation. But of course, um, Russell Simmons is saying that this was consensual, uh, that this was a weekend uh, that they were together and it was consensual. So this, of course, is another another, I would say, ordeal that we have to kind of go about. What what do we do with women what what do we do with the the news when women are saying that they were sexually assaulted, but men are saying it was like we were together? Yes, like as in, in this case. So just in this case alone, that Russell Simmons is saying yes, we were together, but this was consensual. That she was aware. Like how do you how do you I, say how do you say what's what? How do you say what's true and what's what's false? I think like it's part of this whole broken system we have around sexual harassment and sexual assault. Like, even if um, Russell Simmons were to admit to doing this, there's no punishment for him. Like, like what happens to him? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're like, oh, you're a bad person. Go away from society. Like, he doesn't get arrested. He doesn't go to jail. No- nothing happens to him. So, I-, I think, like, with these cases, you can, you know, believe the women. You can believe Russell Simmons. But in the end, at the end of the day, there's no real punishment for these people. So, what we have to do is we have to create a society and we have to create circumstances where women can come forward like the day after it happens so it's not something that happens 10 20 years later somebody comes out it happens that day and then you can go and ask russell simmons oh were you in the room with her that night now you can have specific consequences for these people but right now there's like what does it matter if i believe a story or b story nothing's going to happen to russell simmons there's no there's no there's no punishment for him also Mm -hmm. go ahead also i think we already solved this problem until you start cutting off dudes dicks (laughs) bring it back bring it back bring it back bring it back (laughs) i'm not condoning that that. bring it back (laughs) bring it back until we have harsher penalties of course that guys are (laughs) good these fucked up guys like louis ck and all of them um but i was thinking about this and I believe if famous guys are doing this. Think about all the non-famous dudes who are doing it. No, you're right. That is correct, Pharaoh. And what I'm also believing is that at this point in time, that all guys, especially these famous ones, these A-listers, whatever the case is, they need to 
just come out and say that I've done this in my past. At this point in time, you have to. Because it's going to come out. It's not that it's not going to come out. Everything is coming out right now. Every, every which is great. The, uh, women are are um, how can I say? Are more the empowered. The empowered to talk. They're more empowered to talk. We are in 2017, where now women have have people the, who care. Yeah, people who care. We all care. You know, at this point in time, before in the 70s and 80s and so forth. And this and we're also just coming kind of right off that off of that cusp because we still have these baby boomers who and Esau, we were talking about this that um, they have a way of thinking right. Mm. Granted, this way is really fucked up, but however, they have this is how they think somehow, some way, shape, or form. I'm not condoning it by any means, but this is how they think. I don't understand it, but this is how they think that they can just assault and and place themselves on somebody without without consent. Well, it's not approval. like a generational thing. I mean, you know, there are college, like on college campus, mm. sexual assault is rampant. I that mean, is it's, true. It's ridiculous. That is true. Yeah. So it's not like a generational thing. It's a, it's mm. a, the way males are, are taught to behave or taught that they can get away with certain aspects <clears throat> of their behavior. Um, so it's just like at this moment in time, at this moment in time, now we don't question the accuser, right? Like back in the day, we'd be like, oh, what were you doing? Why were you at the party? Why were you dressed this way? Mm. Now we're like, oh, yeah, no, now we believe you. Why? What were you doing with that woman? So, so, so now it's not a the, generational thing, as you said, it's more the way it's that a culture we, thing. It's a cultural thing. We're thinking at the, there, there we go. So we're kind of diving down into this and kind of breaking, um, yeah, we're, you know, we're, breaking we're the, shifting, yeah, to, shifting the ice and we're really finding out the, the crux of this. So it's not a generational thing. It's a cultural thing, mm-hmm. and so now we. It's can a man say, thing. So cultural. It's a problem yeah. with the biology of men. It so, has nothing to do with culture. Mm. It's a physical problem with the biology of men that can only be curbed by taming yourself. So fair. What would you say? Civilization differences now. Like what's the diff? Like granted, it's still there's happening. no difference. The mm. only difference is is now people think it's wrong, and we're bringing it to the light, and it's wrong. This has been going on for. A or do long, we know that it was wrong? Like we this knew is, that it was wrong. This is just. This was the way of life. The only thing that's changed now is now people are like, I don't want this to no longer be the way of life. Mm. It just happened five days ago. Mm. Uh, last year, two years ago, these things did not really matter. Something's happening right now in this wave of 2017 that people are like, no, we're not taking this shit We're no not more. doing this. Yeah, we're not going to take this anymore. So what would you call but that? Before What's that, the change? What's the change? What is it? What is it? Me- Women are no longer taking men shit. That's good. Men used to walk around like many gods and subjected women, no matter. We talk about race all day, but the subjection of women is. Yeah. So this is really the first era in time that women are starting to speak up and are now legally able to charge people for these crimes against them. So it's a change in who we are as a species. But when you really start talking about this problem of men who have no fucking control over their sexual desire, that's a that's a lack of civilization training these men mm. and taming these men. It's all our fault. If you go and talk talking to most of your male friends, you realize no one ever talked to them about consent. And it's like people are like, oh, consent should just be common sense. Nothing is common sense. If you don't teach a monkey to do a trick, the monkey's not going to do the fucking trick. And I'm glad that you Human said that Human beings are the same thing. Yeah. If you don't teach them not to do something, they're going to fucking do it. It's not, yeah, common, common sense is not so common. 
also think that it's a, a revolution in information. So if you look at like the the civil rights movement, a lot of that can actually be attributed to TV. Um, African-Americans started watching TV and you would see these white people and they'd be in these white picket fence houses. They'd be chilling out. They would have these nice jobs. Everything was great for them. And they're like, oh, wait, this is like everybody's life is not like mine. Like everybody's not in these slums getting harassed by the police all the time, being kind of subjugated like this. And that would awaken them to start protesting and being like, oh, I want equal treatment. If you look at the Internet nowadays, especially with the Me Too movement, people being able to say Me Too, they're connected with so many other people that now they don't feel alone anymore. And their subjugation and their assault yeah they feel like everybody around them has had that and it gives them strength to kind of come out and say these things so it's this moment where now you have the internet you have this interconnectivity of people who understand that this is not something that's just happening to them it's happened to everybody and now they feel kind of um they feel the ability to really stand up because they have a, a a gang of people around them who are going to believe them and who are going to help them kind of seek justice so that's why I feel like a lot of this is coming out. Yeah, and I do, and I do agree also with Esta is that it is the, and I agree with Farrell also um, on on all, both of their points, um, because it is the informational age, but and it also is at this point in time, women are like we're not having this anymore. However, and but the thing is that women are saying that they're not having this anymore and having the the power at this point in time to say that and then act on it before yeah. they had the they could have said something but what would have what would, what would have happened yeah. like you would have had these 14 year old girls these teenage girls going against roy moore saying that he sexual assaulted me but there but this is a grown 30 some odd year old man who's in power who's a, an assistant um uh, ag at the time what are they going to say you know but now that we have this informational age so of course now you put you put pharaoh's uh you know pharaoh's point on top of esdot's point and you actually have i want to say the foundation you have now that women are are uh, are more empowered and saying you know what i'm done with this i'm not we're not going to have this but then you have the informational age that they can put this on that and news is not the same anymore right because i bet you that um, i bet you that women did go to the news and to the and to the police before but more or less the news DJ Bell. Yeah. I was just about to say that's really what it was. Men we were the gatekeepers to all information. Mm. That's not the case today like it was 50 years ago. Mm. So it's not that these allegations were happening. If a woman tried to report sexual assault and the boss was sexually assaulting people too, yep. Yep. no one cared. Nobody cared. There was no one to actually think that there was a wrong done worth investigating. Mm. Now you have far more women in places of power all across the spectrum. And now with enough women moving up, it's these cases are getting pushed further. Yeah. And naturally, we're at a point now where there aren't enough of those old, dumb male gatekeepers that like push this shit under the rug. Yeah, they, there's no way they can block this because they can put the so anybody yes. can put something on Twitter, on Instagram. And granted, yeah. yeah, so these things so so these these social media sites do have their cons, right? They have they have their pros and cons. The pros right now are that anybody like these women who actually have been sexually assaulted from Cosby and everyone actually can say something and then everybody's picking it up. And that's what I was also um, previously stating um, about and briefly stating is that News is not just coming from newspapers anymore. News is Twitter. 
Like you put something on Twitter, then that becomes that can then uh, become news itself, and then you know we want to know what. Then the newspapers and the, the media outlets are going to Twitter and Instagram to find out their news. So this is actually a really good a, a really good start uh, and a really good point. Uh, another person that has been accused, and I know Estat knows a little bit more about this, which is which is great. But um, apparently, this uh, was he was a senator. No, he's a congressman. Congressman John Conyers. John Conyers. Um, and, of course, you know, they're going to say that he was a gentleman, never behaved in a sexual inappropriate manner in our presence. Weren't we just saying that? Weren't we just saying yeah. that? Yeah, like, that's, oh, we, that's the new guy excuse. We didn't know. I never saw him do we, that. We case. never saw him. He wasn't like that in our presence. He never was like that. Yeah. Louis C.K. wasn't like that in front of his. But, in, but what this motherfucker does behind closed doors and nobody else is in it. Now you have 12 women, 12, 12 female former staffers are coming out against... Actually, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm actually reading this headline. They're coming out in defending their ex-boss of waving <laughs> sexual <laughs> harassment allegations against them. I'm actually reading that on the Huff Post right now. Uh. So you have 12 female... Oh, this is getting... So, Esther, I'm going to let you go ahead and take care of this. <laughs> we'll go into these 12 women who are actually Well, okay. So, I mean, these, these women can defend him, but the fact of the matter is that Don, John Conyers uh, settled. So he settled the case. He paid these, these women who accused him of this um, a settlement. So if you don't know who John Conyers is and why this is such a big deal, he is actually the oldest member of the House of Representatives. And um, he's an African-American. He helped found the Congressional Black Caucus. He helped make Martin Luther King Day a national holiday. So he's a big person in the civil rights movement. Um and basically, he was accused by some of his staffers of basically harassing them. So saying things like, um, well, I think one of the girls actually sued him for wrong for termination. Basically saying that John Conyers was like, if you don't perform this specific I sex heard, act yep. on I'm me, fire you. you're fired. And when she said no, he fired her. Um, so in Congress, the way that sexual assault is handled is that you make this claim and then there's this like cooling off period that takes place over the course of months where you still have to work with this person, but just nothing happens. Mm. Then you go to yeah, a hearing. Whack. Yeah, it's like insane. So then you go to this hearing and whatever happens in the hearing happens in the hearing. And whatever the... And that's the ca- like 60 days after. Yeah, like forever after. And then whatever happens, there's a non-disclosure agreement so that you can't talk about you it anymore. You can't say shit. Yeah. So like if you're, you know, your boss like held you down and raped you, you have to work with them for six months, like, you know, 60 days. You go to the hearing and then you can't tell anybody what happened after. So like the, like you can't tell other people that he's a rapist. Yeah, like you can't tell people. So it's like this insane system that happens, and Conyers was a beneficiary of that. But now it's coming out that he settled one of those cases, and now everybody knows about it, and they're like, "Oh, you can't be in you know Congress doing this. Like, who cares that you settled? Not now you have to go." So that's kind of the situation he's in now, basically. And so I was, of course, just going through these 12 um, women that were uh, kind of coming in defense of Conyers. Um, They were saying that, quote, uh, our experience with Mr. Conyers uh, were quite different than the image of him being portrayed in the media, end quote. Um, So that was, of course, statements from 12 of John Conyers' female former staffers. So it doesn't say too much more, but John Conyers 
has stepped down um, as ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, uh, Committee in light of these pending investigations. And he states that I deny the, in quote, I deny these allegations, many of which were raised by documents reportedly paid for by a partisan alt-right blogger. Conyers uh, wrote in his statement Sunday, of course, this is still coming from HuffPost, I very much look forward to vindicating myself and my family before the House Committee on Ethics. Uh, so he's maintaining his innocence in this, and somehow they were able to um, have 12 uh, former staffers say that he didn't, you know. Well, 12 people came, uh, not 12 people, but a bunch of um, former uh, uh, SNL actors came <laughs> out in defense of Al Franken. I mean, that's true. Al Franken, I, that's another um, list to add to the names, uh, or uh, name to add to the list is Al Franken, another yeah. person came out and said that when he was a senator, he uh, he uh, forced himself on onto her. Yeah, I mean, I just think that we need a... This is something that needs to happen where these things are, are you know, prosecuted in, in the court of law. Like, I don't think it's fair to make the American public have to judge who is telling the truth and who is lying. Mm. You know, like, because at the end of the day, there are going to be people who accuse people of doing this and there are going to be people who defend them. And like, I understand that. I, I think that the major problem was back in the day, we would always prosecute the victim if it was a female. So we'd be like, oh, well, what were you doing? Why were you doing A, B and C? We would never question the male. Um, and now we have this campaign where we have to believe everybody who comes out against it. And it's just because we weren't believing them for so long. So long, yeah. So I, I think that like it's good to really take these stories seriously because we weren't taking them seriously for so long. But this is not the end-all, be-all solution. We have to have an organized structure where there's evidence brought forth. There is a you know a um, jury of your peers because who evaluates it. Because now we're it. prosecuting people in the court of public opinion and not the court of and law, the court right? Yeah, law. and it's so terrible because like at the end, of, like why do I have to believe A, B, and C person? You know what I'm saying? Like why is that brought on me? Yeah. We don't do that. We don't do that in murder. Like oh Spencer, do you believe the accuser? No. Like That's no. True. Like you don't do that. So like it's not all me. It's supposed to be on lawyers and the jury. So I think that at the end of the day, we have to do that. I, I think this is a great movement, but I think we have to move towards a place where this is, you know, brought through our court systems and our, our, our institutions that we built up to judge judge crimes. I'm glad that you stated that, too. But um, see, the problem is with that is women will fire back and said they're all run by men. I think the same issue is the same thing black people talk about when we talk about justice in America. No one's going to believe us. Like, you you can say follow the proper channels, but what I'm trying to tell you is the proper channels are full of corrupt men who will block me at any point. Mm. And there's no way you can ensure as a private citizen that every case is going to get through because the system's already set up against me. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. I mean, I feel like we definitely need more women lawyers, judges, more of them on, on the juries. Like, we, they need, we, this is a bigger, broader, systematic problem. But I don't think it's going to be solved by by trying every case in the court of public opinion and just believing whoever whoever said something. Um, not that say that they're they're lying or they're wrong, but just I don't think that's the proper way of going about it. And so that's not that's yeah. not good legal presidents. Yeah. So kind of just going a little bit more into this Conyers, John Conyers. Um, so of course we just mentioned that he stepped down. Um, another thing that baffles me is Lisa Bloom. Is the first woman, first law firm to get any of these cases. Like she always, like she was on the um, case with uh, Usher, where that um, that girl, 
was accusing him. <laughs> like she had that. Like she has everything. So apparently, Lisa Bloom uh, was basically stating that this was what this happened in 2014, um, and Esat was uh, mentioning this not too long ago. But uh, that there was there were sexual harassment complaints filed against John Conyers in two th- 2014, and they are. At this point in time, as as I was saying, are under of course this not this this yeah. um, this NDA. So uh, basically, uh, Lisa Bloom is stating that uh, you know to basically release the accusers from this confidential um, agreement uh, in 2014. So this was only about three years ago. Yeah, I mean he settled. Like I don't understand. Like those women can come out in defense against him, but he he settled the case. It's not like he he fought it and won. He, and, he had a settlement, and, and, not, <laughs> and not to say, and not to say that um, he didn't do this, but is it isn't it true that most people or most famous, if people, um, you know, if they do uh, settle a lawsuit, is mostly or is, is also in part because they don't want to um, pay, you know, and to go through. Uh, this particular they don't want to be lawsuit. tried in the court of public opinion yeah they so they just reputation. say they do that the, the reputation but also in, in light or in terms of um in, in terms of not having you know not spending all this money on a lawyer they just settle it is that do you gr- agree with that Farrell and Estat? um i i think in some cases that that's what happens but i feel like well i i feel like and that's part of the problem right that we have to settle these cases in the court of public opinion instead of in the courtroom um because for for somebody like john conyers like it's more detrimental for him to settle this case than it is for him to fight it because now he has to step down even if he thinks they're lying he he settled the case already he admitted guilt yeah so now like what like what can you say like oh i, I was lying when i was admitting the guilt well which, which time are you lying are you lying now or are you lying before so like that could be the case but at this point i mean he's he's you know he's already kind of given up the high ground so i i don't know where he he would go with this and he's old as fuck (laughs) like he really doesn't have any fight in him (laughs) at this point in time right he's like fuck this till he died yeah now he's like it's too hot yeah i can't i can't keep doing this i can't keep doing this it may be time for you to go you know you've been there before civil rights it's time for you to let some new blood (laughs) into this (laughs) so we're gonna see also so we're gonna see what happens to um john uh john conyers because he apparently is um keeping his innocence in regards to this, Russell Simmons is keeping his innocence, um, and we need to hear exactly what's going on with Al Franken because uh, I know I know I haven't heard too much more about uh, this. I second mean, I person. saw the one with the picture, but you're telling me there's a new accusation. There's a that's yeah yeah the one with the picture that we spoke about um, was um, you know that one specifically was true, uh, and of course he admitted to it, but the second one. He is saying that he's not admitting to it, and he is uh, he's stating that he didn't do it. So we'll have to see about that. But um, now Roy Moore going back to him. So now we have a total of, I think, between like five and ten women are coming out and saying that he did sexually assault them. Uh, you know, they're coming out, you know, actually stating uh, detailed events from their recollection. I mean, Roy Moore hasn't really... Um, disavowed this. He hasn't either. Yeah, he, he was like, either. he was like, oh, everybody who I've dated, he I've asked them. When he talked about it, too. there you go. That's so true. That's he so said true. he asked their mothers. He only, 
He only ever makes it work. Every time I hear him talk about it, I'm like, he's R. Kelly telling you when they asked him, does, what age does he think consent happens at? And his PR director had to tell him that you don't deny this because if you deny it, then when it comes out, yeah, when, it, when you deny it you, and it comes out that you did do this, then you're like, oh, shit. So don't deny it, but just don't say anything about it. Like, this is a great, like, to them, this is a great PR move, and he just continues to keep going. Granted, we know that this motherfucker did it. Like, you, like, everybody has known you. You have sheriffs. You have cops. I want to say there were sheriffs of, in that town of Alabama um, that he, that he uh, was represented as, uh, um, you know, stating that he, that he was known as this guy to like younger women. Like, when you, when you get on TV and you say something like, oh, everybody who I dated, before I dated them, I asked their mothers for permission. For permission. <laughs> Why do you have to ask somebody's that mother for it permission? Better. It doesn't make it any Like, Did if you, they were you do that age, for a 30 year old woman? <laughs> you know, you're 30. He said that thinking that made him sound like a gentleman. <laughs> a but it just made him sound like a, a creep, bigger creep. A bigger creep. Like, it's like creep. you're going around asking mothers you can date who their does teenage that? daughters. If you're not like, doing, what the fuck is wrong with you? If you're not doing anything wrong, why would you need to? Like, it, you, it's a different <laughs> thing if you you're asking for your girlfriends or whatever hand in marriage. Yes, you ask their mother there, but you're not doing that. You're saying that you've asked their mothers for consent to date them. Who does that? Yeah. Who does that? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where he doesn't actually believe he's done anything wrong. So like, that's, no, he doesn't. That, that's why, that's why he comes out and says stuff like this. And that's why they just keep him away from talking about it. Cause he doesn't, he, he can't, he can't psychologically grasp that this is wrong. That as a 30 problem? year old, that he's dating 16 year olds, like he doesn't understand the problem. So that's why he says stuff like, Oh yeah. Ask their parents first. They were fine with it. Like, no, that's not the problem here. The problem is the woman was 16 <laughs> and you're 30. You're yeah, 30. Like <laughs> that's the problem. That's that you didn't get the mom's permission. Imagine you were 16 <laughs> or you were 15 and this, and this child was just born. <laughs> you were in high school and this person was just born. I mean, one like, of them what are you doing? outside the custody hearing. Oh, God. Like what kind of monster are you to be like, Oh, your mother's going into a custody I hearing. Saw, yep. Let me send her in there and start spitting game to you like really like he doesn't get that that's a problem so like that you know and the worst thing um so of course that's actually that's happening every sexual sexual assault there's so many names of course adding to being added to the list where i believe at this point in time and if anybody at this at at this point in time but any A-list celebrity any senator any anybody in 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 um the private sector you know you did some shit. You might as well come out and just say, you know what? I did this. I'm going to step down from a position. I need to go get help. This is what I need. Because it's going to come out. It's going to come out. We see that that um, it's just coming out each and every day. Somebody knew it's, it, it has been sexually, has, um, sexually assaulted women back in the 90s and so forth. And, I mean, apparently the 90s was just uh, a, a time Bill where— Clinton. Bill Clinton. But I don't want to put it on Bill Clinton. We can't put this on Bill no, Clinton. No, no. Bill Clinton he's is just a part of rape. He's a part of all. First of all, rape. He's a part. Uh, he's a part of this. But he's. Yeah. I don't think I would want to put the blame mm. on Bill Clinton. I'm not blaming no, him. I'm just I saying he's part of it. It's not a blame. But I think Bill Clinton's whole trial is the temperature of that time. Does that I make got sense? You. No, I got you. It makes sense. That makes sense. Like, yep. look how no one cared. <laughs> no one cared. And they still don't, and We were praising him as a hero. And the feminists were out there talking, and people were like, shut up, feminists. Like, that is just an epitome. It's like the cherry on the cake of everything we're talking about now. Feminists that were out there defending him. Less than him. 20 years ago, 
we had a situation with the guy in the highest office in the land forcing some intern to suck his dick. He got off. <laughs> and I don't even mean that. Like Monica Lewinsky is one thing, and, and that that is a the, that is a problem. But um, Broderick. Broderick came out and said that Bill Clinton brought her up to the hotel room and raped her. Mm. Not, you know, got a little, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever, consensual. Nah, he like knocked her. her on the bed to the point where she had like a bruised lip and he was like, yo, go put some ice on that and dipped out the room. And, you know, like we had he, us as Democrats were defending him. So, like, everybody, everybody is out here. I mean, like, is, there's nobody who I wouldn't believe did something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I definitely understand what Belvie's saying, where he's like, yo, if you did something, just kind of step up and dip out. Because it's going to come out. Yeah. Eventually. It's, gonna, yeah. It's, it's coming out sooner or later. <laughs> like, somebody's going to say something. So, you know, just so, help yourself. So, and, so just to kind of give... There's a deeper... I want to say there's also a deeper um, conversation that I do want to have, specifically with Roy Moore. Um, and this is the fact... and. You know, Estad said it and Pharaoh said it, but us as people uh, defending these sexual assault, um, these these people who are sexually assaulting women, right? Mm-hmm. So Donald Trump, this Cheeto man, I don't even like to say his name, so we'll say Mr. You know, Dick Cheeto, whatever Mr. you want to Cheeto. call it. Mr. Cheeto. Mr. <laughs> Cheeto. You're the one. Trumpito, whatever you want to call it. Your orange toupee looks like lots of fun. <laughs> so basically on November 26th, <laughs> <laughs> on November 26th, he's still backing, um, he's still backing Roy Moore, right? So it's to the point where G- with the Republicans that they are saying, and, and it, it just continues to show that they are saying it's party over everything in every body, right? Mm-hmm. So Donald Trump in a tweet said the last thing we need, and this is a a, a tweet of course we know that this is go- everything is saved at this day and age everything is saved you put it on the internet this shit is there forever right so donald trump said the last thing we need oh i i uh, I, I don't know if i he said the last thing we need and i'm having a hard time reading this in alabama is the u.s senate um is or in the unis in the u.s senate is a schumer pelosi puppet who is weak Capital I, capital weak, W-E-A-K, weak on crime, weak capital on the border and bad for our military and our great vets, bad for our Second Amendment and wants to raise or and wants to raise. He said raise his taxes. So this says and wants to raise his taxes to the sky. <laughs> this is so this is this is a this is a president apparently who doesn't know grammar. so it wants to raise his taxes to the sky jones would be a disaster exclamation and this was sent at 8 52 in the morning so our our not mine their president (laughs) their president is basically at 8 52 in the morning the president (laughs) not nobody's there we go the The president president of the united states he also states uh, about like a half hour at 9.33 on uh, the same day, November 26th. I endorsed Luther Strange in the Alabama primary. He shot way up in the polls, but it wasn't enough. Can't let Schumer Pelosi win this race. Liberal Jones would be bad. So we're saying, and so and so that, we're saying it's the GOP over everything, but also evangelicals are also backing him and... 
making excuses for him by way of the Bible. <laughs> by way of the Bible. Saying that somehow like he's found his way and he hasn't done it and he's repented and blah, blah, blah. Like somehow still saying. So my other question is, so GOP over everything, which is, so, which is you know, one question, is that really true? You know, do you believe that? Do you guys believe that? But then also evangelicals, how do they view women? How do, they, how do evangelicals and Pharaoh, I'm, I, I mean, as are, are both of you actually, Esther and Pharaoh, as our historians, so to speak, um, how do evangelicals view women? The same way the Muslim world views women, apparently. So, which, which is? <laughs> second class is. To be honest, su- subject, not even second class. I, literally the rib of man to serve. That is how they view them. And their philosophies are really no different than the philosophy you've been fighting in relief. They believe in child marriage. Like, please tell me right now what's different between evangelicals, besides the fact they're not strapping bombs and blowing us up yet, ideology different than the Middle East we've been fighting. Mm. It's the same shit. They believe in that religious rule mindset. And let me tell you, when you let religion rule you, and girls. <laughs> I, love the, I love how you use yet, too, because, you know... It could still happen. Um, I, I think. What... Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they feel like because they feel like they're under attack and yeah. their civilizations are on the brink of destruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is a good term. Um, just to kind of go off another angle, because I do feel that you know. Um, the, the way people kind of view religion is what allows them to to vote for this because like if you look at alabama the main issue is probably abortion and they feel like roy, Bo- roy moore will vote against any kind of you know liberalization of abortion laws so they don't particularly care that he's molesting 14 year olds um that's the bargain they make but i i think that with the gop and i think that part of the problem with the republican party is that they think that they won by a lot more than they did um so they they think that there's this like um, American kind of movement towards the GOP so that they can get away with whatever they want. You mean the president? You mean the president? Well, I think that just Republicans you, in general. No, because, no, he's right. The Republicans in general. Gotcha. Uh, and the reason I think this is because Roy Moore is not helpful to the Republican Party in any given way. At at in the general election, all I would say is that this is the party of child molesters. The president, the the Congress, all of them endorsed a child molester to be, this is your party, the child molester party. That might not get people to vote for Democrats, but it will make them not vote for Republicans. Roy Moore is not helpful to them in any way, but they feel like they can get away with this kind of murder because they feel like, oh, like, you know, we won all forms of government. We have the American people behind us when they really don't. And I feel that. But if, Spencer, if they win this election, they have their base. Oh yeah, they do. And as long as the Republicans have their base, the Democrats are at a disadvantage because the Republicans will keep winning the general election. Well, I mean, I, I Democrats feel like... are not naturally set up to win back anything. But fair, I don't. So I, know, I don't. Bl- the thing I think, is, the, the, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. What I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is victory doesn't rely on the people who are already on our side. At this point, victory relies on changing the minds of the Republican base. And if you can't do that between now and the next three years, Trump will win re-election because it, 
Hillary Clinton can win the popular vote every single time. Democrats have the popular vote in the bag. But if you can't win the majority of the 50 states, you can't win the election. And Republicans are holding holding rank right now. No, I, I agree. Yeah, you that. had those two quicks, but this is a big election. If Roy Moore wins, it's an affirmization. It's an affirmation. Religion, Christian ideals over common decency. I I get that, but I also think that it's in Alabama. Like I think that this is much bigger. Like I, I if Roy Moore wins, it is terrible for Democrats because you couldn't be the child molester. Like, that's just a problem. But I also think that when you move this to a nationalized election and you have to defend the fact that part of your party is a child molester, I think that swings voters in places like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, who are not base Republican voters, but people who voted for Trump because they thought that it was a change from the demon that is Hillary Clinton, because Hillary Clinton had a ton of baggage. Yes. So I, I think that that would swing people. And even if they don't vote Democrat, like they might not vote Democrat, but do you really want to put a vote in for the, and if they the party are, of child molesters? And if they are going to put that vote in, it's not going to be for the Republicans. I think. Yeah. So like, I, I think that this changing that could change a hundred thousand votes is not a lot of votes in, in, in the grand scheme of things. So I think that just somebody like Roy Moore being part of your caucus is terrible for you and i don't think that they really understand how badly they need to not have him in there he is not better he's not better than the democrat for them at all (laughs) i agree no i agree um yeah but you're saying that as a democrat true republican and democrat ideals have literally boiled down to tribal hate there's no logic between a tribal war you're not fighting we're no longer fighting oh this is my common neighbor we may disagree on how we should cut the lawn no, my neighbor wants to kill me and thinks I'm the Hold on, hold on. Farrell, say that again because I think yeah, you, you were yeah, you were just breaking up a little bit. Say that again on our side, yeah. I said I said you're not fighting a, a simple ideological war where you and your neighbor are disagreeing on how to cut the grass. You're now fighting a tribal war where your neighbor just wants to wipe you off the planet and he doesn't even understand why he has to breathe the same air as you. Mm. So all those points of view are nice and cool talking points, FA, but the reality is there's no bridges in place and there are no forthcoming bridges that will be coming in place yeah. that are going to bridge the partisan divide. I don't I don't think the Republic you, is it. I just think that in general elections you have a lot more independence and you have a lot more swing voters. In a Yes, in a, but they went for Trump. Yeah, they went for Trump last time. That was before the child molester and before like everything else that he did. And then you had a lot of, of Democratic voters who just didn't come out and vote. I just think that having somebody like this in office would just kind of fuel the flames of, of A, it will energize the Democratic base, and B, it will dissuade swing voters. And you don't need that many. You need 30,000 swing voters across three states. It's just not that many. So, like, while there may be, like, tons of Republicans who want to come out and vote for this guy, it's still 30,000 voters in each state. It's just not that many that you have to convince not to vote for the child molester party. I don't think that's that's hard. Yeah. And then so I was actually just reading, uh, sorry, another piece on the HuffPost. <laughs> um, and also, of course, like the Guardian and things of that nature. It's amazing. Um, but. Right now, they're even saying that uh, GOP extremist agenda is making it easy for Democrats to, you know, to basically stand their stand their ground. And that is true. I want to say that 
with everything that's going on and with and when I say that kind of to give more uh, detail into that the tax plan healthcare all of these major um these major bills that can that will affect everybody mm-hmm. the GOPers and the Republican party in my opinion are making it and just like and I agree with this HuffPost title is that it's making it easier for people and just as Estot said and also I believe that what Farrell may have been mentioning um, but definitely what Estot was saying is that who do you want to who do you want to cast your vote for those who are who say they are for the people but really are trying to cut Medicaid for poor people and they're cut, they're trying to have uh, or not have. Um, health insurance for 18 million people or you got to go for those who actually are saying you know what we want you to have health care but we know that the the system is broken and we will continue to fix it but what do you want so i want to say that those uh those particular ballots and those um those uh uh you know the the votes will go towards democrats because of what the republicans are showing people and this is, in my opinion, because I just don't see how Republicans say, oh, we're for the people and we want, uh, we want middle class families to, to thrive and we want them to be better. But they're, this tax plan, and that's actually another thing that I wanted to go into, this tax plan is widening the gap between the 1% and middle class and everybody else. So you have the 1% and it's extremely and, – and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's not bridging the gap. It's expanding the gap between – um, rich and poor, one percent against so, everybody else. But you're right. But what the problem? But we already know what the problem is. The Republicans have sold to their tribe the concept of trickle down economics, <laughs> and they believe and if it. I give the rich, hold on, listen. If I give the rich more money, they'll create the more jobs. The problem is, is this is a fantasy? It's a religion. Yeah. And it's a religion that doesn't pay. They know it doesn't pay, but they still buy into it. Because the alternative is you asking white people, white, old white mindset, to ally ally itself with minorities they fucking hate. There's no logic here. You're not preaching logic. It's a religion now. Our politics in America have devolved into religious ideology. Mm. So you're sitting here like, oh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, your Christians don't make sense. Mm. Like, Muslims don't. Like, uh, Islam doesn't make sense. It's the same don't make sense. It's someone telling me an ideal that they have no factual or physical proof to prove is going to work for them. And everything you show them scientifically that it's wrong, they're saying, la, 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 I believe. Yeah. So, so you're not even talking facts. These are people who tell you they believe this political philosophy mm. to be the way things work. Uh, so you, it, when you you can't talk to them. Yeah, I mean, I I hundred percent agree with that. I think that, um, well, I I think that maybe with what's kind of going on in our politics nowadays, and I've I've heard this coming more and more just like randomly in different places but i definitely think like eventually there's going to be kind of a third more moderate party and that there just has to be because the fact of the matter is like if you look at trump's election he won off of very anti-supply side economic ideas so when they were talking about things like cutting medicaid and cutting medicare and cutting all this money to health insurance like he like he wasn't going for that he was like oh yeah we should raise taxes on the rich we should keep all these programs those aren't those are Republican orthodoxy that we need to cut those 
But his voters did not care at all. All at they all. wanted was the wall. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, no, just build the wall. I don't care what else you're going to do. And I think, like, people are slowly starting to understand that Paul Ryan's brand of republicanism is dead. Nobody likes it. Nobody, there's no yeah, party. Yeah, nobody likes it. Yeah, there's no party that's really for the, the um, private plane tax reduction like nobody wants that tax reduction but like his his brand of republicanism um is kind of dragging their party down and it's shifting so i think that eventually there probably will be this party that is is sort of towards the middle just to give people a non-binary choice so you don't have to either be part of one tribe or part of the other if there's just some other way that you could express your your ideas i think that would be so helpful to the american populace in general and so um, yeah go ahead yeah, that's go not going to happen. And that's not going to happen because the system is set up fundamentally to keep a third party out. Yeah, that's true. So I agree it, with that. It, yep. It's impossible. Yep. What you're asking is impossible. People are too turned off from the system to do the groundwork. We would even need for that to happen. We've had several opportunities where a third party candidate seemed very liable and people still voted in masses for the two parties they're normal to. We've, we've I, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. I do believe we've fallen into the trap of conformantism, yeah. conformity. And that is the that is the the chain that's keeping all the change that you guys are sure all that makes common sense. It sounds logical why this should just happen naturally. But empires and republics fall all the time because mindset doesn't change overnight. That's right. But I do believe, though, and I and Pharaoh, I actually do agree with you that we Steve, have... I mean, DJ Bell, you just said it. I believe. Yeah. You're doing the very same things conservatives and everyone else is doing. No, 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 I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying that I agree. I'm basically saying that I believe with you. I, I agree with you. I believe what you're saying is true. But also what I but also what I am hopeful for. You have hope and wishful yeah. thinking is that everything this I, and, and this is just me. I do believe that this has happened for a reason. I believe that Donald Trump has been elected for a reason so that we can seek because if and, and I and I agree with this because if Hillary Clinton was to get in, I doubt that we to tell you the truth, I doubt that we would be doing this. Like I doubt that honestly, like granted this podcast really would be, you know, kind of coming about so so mm-hmm. to speak as, as it has. Um also well that's true. We do have a lot to talk content. about. Yeah, we do have a lot of content. So that is true. So I'll I'll, I'll take that back. Um but I want to say that with everything that's going on right now, so many people, these indivi- these indivisible groups, uh, have been formed by grassroots people like by a grassroots uh, way of, of, of doing things right so I want to believe and want and wishful thinking that this will be the will be the continuous you know factor that continues to happen I want yes it's going to take time and fair I do agree with you that we are in a conform we are conforming to the same norms that we've always been since the 50s 60s 70s but just like this women's movement you know the empowerment that's going on right now that I want to say that other people are and everybody men women everybody are actually getting are actually be, um coming into this I actually want to um kind of just draw a little light um you know on you know the title that I stated um previously which was the GOP's extremist agenda is making it easy for Democrats to stand their ground so right now uh you actually have in I want to say in Alabama I was just actually reading it um 
So this uh, this senator, uh, her name is Claire McCaskill. Sorry, not of Alabama, but uh, Missouri. I've had Alabama on the blame with fucking bitch ass Roy Moore. Um, Claire, um, so Senator Claire McCaskill, uh, she actually right now is um, going to be fighting uh, for that particular seat uh, against. Uh, I want to say an incumbent, Josh Hawley. So he is Missouri's Republican, you know, uh, candidate pick or whatever the case is. And they're saying that uh, she is winning the popular vote, just like Hillary did, right? So she's winning the popular vote, but they're saying that um, the state where voters gave, so this Missouri is the state that gave, and just uh, give a background, Missouri is the state that gave Donald Trump 58% of the vote last year, right? But um, Senator Claire McCaskill, uh, her net approval rating is barely into positive territory, and she's likely to, and this is, quote, um, she's likely to draw a strong um, a Republican challenger in 2018, which is this guy, um, Scott Hawley, uh, or Josh, so not, not Scott, but Josh Hawley. Um, but because she is so against the tax plan, and he, of course, is for the tax plan, that she is drawing this approval rating. So as we said, that Republicans are almost their own demise right now. Granted, Pharaoh did say they have their own base. And I want to say their base will carry them and they and that base will uh you know will continue to plateau, so to speak. But I do believe and I am wishful, yes Pharaoh, I am wishful <laughs> and hopeful that we could us and we, what I mean, like Democrats and progressives and so forth, can emerge just a little bit to be uh, the the victors in throughout, like senator, you know, you know, Senate seat races, House seat races, things of that nature. Yeah, I just think that um, I think that uh, I think that um, Alabama is going to be a a huge test. Just because if you look at the Senate, the Senate race, the Senate race is so stacked against Democrats. Democrats are mostly running in red states, and it's mostly Democrats who have to defend their positions. Yeah. That's going to be really hard to take back the Senate. But if you win in a state like Alabama, which we are not supposed to win at all. Or Missouri. Then, you know, then the math is a little bit different because we only have to win one of those purple seats. Um, and you Just have one, yeah. Yeah, so you have people like, you know... Um, in Arizona, you have Flake who's leaving, um, and that's a that's a purplest state. You could you can win that. Um, you have the the dude in um, Nevada who's also um, in, in trouble. So like Alabama, like the thing about it is like we probably weren't going to win two seats, but if you could win Alabama, then you only have to win one, and and that's a different type of math. Um, but I do think that I, I think that like if you look at something like the tax plan. Populists did not vote for that tax plan. They did not want something that was similar. They wanted more taxes on the rich. Um, so if you look at it, like it may not bring them out to the polls. I, I don't think they're going to switch parties, but I do think that it may just sap the energy like Hillary Clinton sapped out of the Democratic Party, where like people just don't go vote. And I think that may be the, the thing that flips a lot of these specific seats, um, just that, that enthusiasm gasp. That you know we saw with um with our party yeah in the, in the and I want and I want to say and I also want to say that um these two these two huge bills healthcare and tax reform are going to be affecting so many people right so in the case of West Virginia for years yes for years so that's why when Republicans are sticking to their 
their gun, so to speak, and saying, you know what? Yeah, we want to give the 1% most of the tax breaks in and cut, you know, all of these programs for, for the for the poor. West Virginia, just to give you like a little synopsis, has the second highest number of Medicaid enrollees in the country. So huge cuts were bound to alienate. So so we're bound to alienate, uh, like basically this town in um, in West Virginia called uh, Mansion. So when you have these Republicans who are saying, "Yeah, no, let's stick to this Repu- let's stick to this tax reform, let's stick to um, health care, and let's cut everything from you guys," and you guys like so what they're basically so what they're saying is. We don't care for the middle class. We don't care for the poor. Uh, pull yourself up by your brute, your bootstraps and that same old dumb fucking cowboy speech that they fucking always have. Like, fuck that shit, you know? <laughs> the yeehaw. The yeehaw. Like, no, motherfucker. Like, ye in your motherfucking mouth. Like, fuck you. Yeah, like, who in West Virginia <laughs> Like, life's is, expensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who in West Virginia is for the, is a uh, corporate tax rate. <laughs> Uh, voting. Exactly. Like, who's really in West Virginia? Like, oh, what? I, my main issue is the corporate tax rate is too high. Pepsi is paying too much money. Like, these voters don't care about that kind of stuff. So when they make that their key issue, I think they're really kind of overplaying the hand because those are the types of issues that really they they don't they don't they don't energize the Republican Party as it's built right now. But it does energize the Democratic Party in that we hate stuff like that. So it's one of those things where it's energizing the wrong party to come out and start to fight this. And also, so I'm glad that you said that. What's energizing this Democratic uh, Party also in this a different world uh, topic, or you know, uh, that we have in our, in our current events, so to speak, um, is Cards Against Humanity. I'm not too sure if you guys have heard this, but Cards Against Humanity actually had purchased uh, a land, so to speak. So they purchased land that is supposed to be the uh basically the territory or the land that donald trump was needed for uh for his wall to be built so cards against yeah cards against humanity uh built this particular or, or purchased this this land so that they um so that donald trump could not uh you know so that donald trump could not build his wall through this land and if, and if even if he wanted to do so even if he Patty. wanted to do so, he, <laughs> he would have to. He he would be fighting through these 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 uh, these uh, legal battles, right? S dot that you were saying. What is it that he would have to be fighting through? Yeah, basically, Cards Against Humanity hired a bunch of eminent domain lawyers so that um, they could fight Trump in case they wanted to build the wall across their land. Because the problem is, um, and this you know this is well documented, is that the border is filled with tons of towns and people who own land that's right up against the border so if you were going to build a wall against it you would have to really kick a lot of people out of their land you would have to kind of just take it over most people don't have the ability to fight it especially if you live right up against a border town but cards against humanity does so what they did was they hired a bunch of eminent domain lawyers so if they did try to build the wall when they came up against card against humanity's land they'd be able to kind of hold it up in court for forever and, you know, um, fight it out for, for a long period of time. So, I mean, so that's a bit a good thing. I mean, I know that as was saying, of course, re- reinvigorating and re-energizing the, um, you know, the democratic base, but yeah. I want to say that's actually something, of course, that, that, that could definitely, uh, you know, re-energize the, the, uh, democratic, the democratic base. Um, I also, 
what could also <laughs> liberal wet dream. So more liberal. So I'm gonna. So I'm actually gonna uh, keep going on that on that note, Pharaoh. But liberal wet dreams. Um, Steve Mnuchin. <laughs> Steve Mnuchin taking uh, taking pictures of his name of of uh, the first dollar bills that were printed uh, by the, the by by the um, by the Treasury that has his his signature on it, and him and his wife took pictures of it. Uh, and there's this guy, I, and we want everybody, of course, to go to our Facebook page, of course, called the Get Up Podcast, and take a look at this picture because this picture in the background. And I want to highlight this. Whoever this guy is, uh, is basically looking. So the first picture is him looking away. And you can kind of meme this, right? You can, you can be like, this dude is basically saying like, yo, do you see these motherfuckers right now? Like, you see the, like, they're really doing this? And then another picture has come out, like him, like looking over the, like not directly looking over the shoulder, but he's like he's like a, a couple of feet away, and he's looking over, like directly staring at them, and it's just like, oh, and these motherfuckers are really taking a picture, <laughs> and, and they're about to put this shit on and put this shit on, um, uh, you know, on, you know, on Instagram. And, and, and on Instagram or the media, they over here dry snitching on themselves and right? shit. Like they're not in a secure federal area. Like, are you serious right now? <laughs> Yo, that shit was so funny. So make sure, of course, you go ahead and take a look at that. Uh, we also have, uh, you know, on our uh, uh, on our Facebook group, um, we all know how it was to party, right? We all know, of course, our college years. We all partied, house parties or whatever the case is. And we all felt that that floor was a little weak. But it's, it, it, it stood the test of time, right? Everybody was in the corner, pressed up on a wall with, with, with somebody, you know? And this was all consent. <laughs> this was all consent. I want to say this was consent <laughs> in our college. Ca- any anything Maybe that had with a few somebody. <laughs> <laughs> anything that had to do with Farrell, Estot, and myself. This, you know, of course, but you know, we were uh, fair. Uh, I mean, Estot was in Columbia. <laughs> me, <laughs> me, Yo, and, no one, no one can say I did anything. Me, me and, I, I yeah, right. Me and Farrell were were were, were at Johnson Wales. I don't like, like to have. I don't like to have sex. <laughs> my best sex. <laughs> I know it wasn't me out there doing it. I know it wasn't. Uh, me. So, so there was this there was this college party or it may have been even a high school party i'm not sure but the whole floor caved in and oh i could only oh i could only imagine what that would have been like but i want to say that you know there was some times pharaoh that we were uh you know at some parties and the floor the floor felt a little weak you know, <laughs> we got we got we, we got, got, just, we got the CEO. Snapchat. Yeah, we got the CEO here at PVA Studios. He's like, yep, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Yeah, <laughs> the floors felt a little weak, but they held up. But unfortunately, the the they the, definitely were some close calls. Yeah, there was there were some close calls. I mean, God God kept that floor up for us. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry they didn't keep the floor up for these motherfuckers, but I mean they was trying to go in. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna actually <laughs> we're gonna take a break right now uh we'll be back right in a second Yeah. 
as uh, music grows, there there's always new ways of releasing, and you know there's visual albums and you know full concerts and, and big Broadway musicals and in so many ways that music moves around that. Like I awesome, like, that I was Matt Chang and Drew uh, called Chance. Uh, that was actually. The song that I just came about doing my little SoundCloud digging. Um, again, of course, this is the Get Up Podcast. We have Pharaoh and we have S. Dot. Say what up. What up? Pharaoh, uh, what's good? So, Thanksgiving just ended. Um, I want to kind of go into this with what do you guys give thanks for? What did you guys give thanks for? Um. I don't even know. I I'm just thankful, I guess, for you know um, having the uh, ability to you know um, do all these things like do podcasts, um, write my blog, um, you know, kind of speak to these issues. I, I know a lot a lot of people don't have that ability. They you know have to work a million hours a week. They have family to take care of. They you know have all these other things to do. So being able to have the freedom to really kind of um, fight for the things that I feel important that I feel are important, I feel like is sort of a privilege that I have. So um, that's one thing I could be thankful for. Pharaoh, what are you thankful for? Uh, I want to say, first of all, I'm thankful for my family, for the fact of that I can, you know, still hug my mother um, because there are, this, you lose a lot of people over the years. So I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for my come up as far as, you know, my love life. Uh, profession i'm thankful for my brothers that i have in you guys this project we're doing um and i'm thankful that i can still voice opinion and our republic hasn't fallen just yet <laughs> yeah that's true that is true i am uh <laughs> i am thankful for sure for you guys i am thankful for my family uh i am thankful for uh the lessons got the i mean we all believe in different things but i do believe i do uh thank god for the lessons that have been taught and the fact that they have been taught in the time that they've been taught and i'm thankful for the process so um so yeah <laughs> so i just wanted to kind of go into that because this is our reasonably woke segment um that we are going to stay woke <laughs> so that we are going to call um for the do it for the culture right <laughs> yeah, for the culture this is this is for the culture so on thanksgiving more like correct the culture <laughs> <laughs> all right so all right so we'll correct it do it for the culture and we're going to correct the culture so that's what we're going to do for the culture is we're going to correct the culture and on thanksgiving um i don't know if you guys have if everybody else has seen it um but w- there is this video um of one there's actually we have two videos that I actually or two things that you guys need to go check on. The first one is this lady who is cleaning chitlins and they ended up leaving the asshole or the pig's butthole on the chitlins. And she's just oh, it's disgusting. Take a look. Yeah, they left the buttholes. So look at this. All right. And then what was the next one that we had that we were just beans, about? greens, potatoes, tomatoes? If you, if y'all don't know that, <laughs> here's another snippet. Take, take a listen. 
creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ranch, Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ranch, Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, chicken, turkeys. Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ranch, Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes. Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes. All right. So this is kind of just all encompassing what we're here trying to talk about. Right. And what we're here to talk about is for us as people. And and are we are we and and correct me if I'm wrong, Pharaoh and Essa, are we specifically talking to black Americans? Yes. So let me let me answer. Yeah, let me answer that. Yes. And let's call it the lost people. Yeah. The lost people. This is for the lost people. <laughs> yeah. The culture we built, you know, just trying to survive. Okay. Yeah. Correct a little yeah. bit. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not our fault we this way. We had to do what we could with the research we have, but now we have a little better resources. So we just all need to correct together. So we need to do better, right? So no more chitlins, no more cleaning the asshole. <laughs> if they leave the butthole of the pig, <laughs> if they leave the asshole of the pig, yo, just throw chitlins the entire, are banned chit, from yo, black dinners. We need to chitlins are banned. us at we need to, we understand this exactly. We know how we were given this, right? And Pharaoh, to my historian, of course, Esta is my historian also. But can you give us a little snapshot, a little a little synopsis in regards to wh- how we uh, became a lot of parts, a lot of parts of the slave food ideal or the soul food ideal comes from slave food, which was whatever master left us. So it's what master didn't want to eat. The scraps, all right, the scraps, all right, and motherfuckers just made the scraps taste delicious. We <laughs> That's get it. how we do, but. You don't have to eat that no more. No more. We're in 2017. You don't have to eat scraps no more. (laughs) We all go to the same grocery store. Whole foods. Pork shoulder, pork this, pork that. All parts of the pig (laughs) that you can eat. But no more chitlins. Pharaoh has officially banned chitlins. Chitlins are banned. (laughs) By royal decree. Chitlins are done. We're done. And, and look, I mean, these aren't like exclusively black foods. I mean, like Italians eat. I mean, like you can go like I live in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, they sell head cheese. Head cheese is the head of a pig where you, you cut the meat okay. off of it and you mix it with other things. You know, um, Italians eat um, sofrites, which is um, pig guts. So it's not like it's something that's unique to, to black people, but it is unique to to very poor people who had to eat those things in order to survive um so at this moment you really it's chitlins can't be that much cheaper than ground beef like i don't at this point in time yes point in time you don't need to eat pig asshole you know like i mean so and it's not like i i I, I think the thing that kind of annoys me the most about it is people are like, oh, like, this is our culture. This is our thing. Like, all parts of culture aren't good just because they are your culture. You know, eating, 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 you know, pig guts um, just because, you know, black people did it in the past. I don't think that makes it a good thing. And a lot of the things that we end up eating end up really killing us later. I mean, if you look at some of the health problems in the African-American community, they are exacerbated because of these foods that we eat that we think are good. But really, it's just because we had nothing else to eat. So we had to doctor them up. But who still thinks? And hold on. Another another point to add to that 
is master's food is still killing you. You yeah, still eat yeah. your master's scraps, yeah. and master's still killing you with the scraps. Like, yeah. come on, stay woke. Like at this point in time, who still thinks that chitlins taste good? You answer for no, that. no, no. Everybody answer that. Who still thinks that chitlins taste good? They smell horrendous. Chitlin. That's what I want to <laughs> know. No, no. Hold on. You know chitlins taste good. No one would eat them if they were disgusting. They have to taste fucking Not to, I don't. I can't like, do it. I can't do they it. They probably Mm-mm. smell horrible, but they mm. probably taste delicious. Of course they do. Yeah, black people up in there chefing it up. You have, know we have spicing you, that shit Pharaoh, up. Pharaoh, have you eaten chitlins? I, no, my family gave we up pork a generation before that's I was not, born. Have you eaten chitlins? No. Two generations no. before I was born, they gave up And pork, I'm Jamaican, so, so we don't eat we don't eat that type of we do eat pigs <laughs> foot we do eat pigs feet, cows feet, but we you know, and that's also a slave thing that we need to kind of give up. Also, you but know still. what you know what also turned me off from it is my family always called it slave food. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, Well, I know slave. <laughs> and that's like, not didn't you say your mom was a panther? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking because me and Pharaoh kind of talk about this and that, you know, our our parents kind of grew up in the movement. Like, I I don't know if this is a direct result of it, but my mom also used to call a lot of that food slave food. She's like, I'm not eating pig's feet. Yeah. Like, it's $2. I can go get ground beef for that. Why am I eating the the pig's foot? Why am I trying to get the the knuckle out? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) So, you know, we didn't eat that. Um, (laughs) And look, I mean, like, (laughs) I, I I, I always like am like weird to like comment on people's food because everybody eats like for instance like oxtail is is the tail of a of a of a cow exactly. you know yep. it tastes delicious and people eat it all around the world like like in France it's I big eat, I eat that shit um like so but it is kind of like an odd food to eat mm-hmm. but so like I don't think like eating certain certain things is bad just because like a lot of people look at your culture and be like oh my god like what are you eating but that is terrible intestines but like certain on, things you just don't need to eat like, not, but it's the intestines it's where the shit passes thank you through. that's what I was saying right? I was like but like, but stop, the intestines stop, stop you're eating a tail it's a fucking tail what's the difference in the tail to the leg all right <laughs> I even understand eating the feet more than I understand eating the intestines oh. of any animal oh. it's like the nastiest part oh. of the whole creature and we not being bougie, we just being that's just disgusting. No, I'm just being realistic. Yeah, we're being realistic. Yeah. realistic. Yeah. Pick shit. Like that's yeah. what's passing shit through passes, there. Shit passes through the intestines. In that clip that we just played, that and you have to go check it out. Just even if you YouTube Chitlin's asshole, that's exactly what that's exactly what I YouTube was Chitlin. Why would you be YouTubing that? <laughs> Chitlin's Why? asshole? And like, that was the first thing that came up. Y'all need to stop. This lady <laughs> is pinching a uh, pinching <coughs> the pig's asshole, and shit is still coming out of it. Like it's disgusting. Like stop eating this shit. Like like literally stop eating shit. Like, I know we're in this, you know, eat, eat the booty like grocery <laughs> shit, but no, don't eat, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> don't, eat this, don't eat this booty. Don't eat this booty right there. Don't eat that asshole. Stop, stop that cleaning the it. Groceries. That is the grocery. I just got it. I never understood it. <laughs> That's how we do it here at the get up, y'all. That is how we do it. We put 
we connect the dots and we connect the dots to where <laughs> you know you cannot I'm be eating the booty sure. anymore. It's, and it's, we don't know. We don't know if that's where it stemmed from eating the bush, booty like groceries when when Black Americans were eating chitlins and shit. <laughs> like literally, but don't do that. We, we we need to be off that now. So, in the heart and in the thanks of giving, right? In the thanks that is Thanksgiving, we need to give thanks that we are now a people in a society no <laughs> are no longer slaves, and we no longer need to eat the booty like groceries. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We no longer oh need God. to eat that to, to this lady. Whoever posted this up, because I know she was like, "I'm still gonna eat it, though. I'm gonna clean it. I'm still gonna eat it." Oh do God. not. Don't do that. You have. You can eat some salad. You can eat something different. Yes. You can eat some ground turkey. Right. You can eat something different. Anything. Anything. Else. Anything. You can literally eat grounded pork and it would be better. For ground you. pork and it would be better for you than this <laughs> asshole that you are eating right now. That you are just with like, shit coming out with of shit it. coming out of it. I, I just think it kind of <laughs> and I am trying to move us away from <laughs> this topic a little bit. <laughs> but just on like a and like a, a booty general, like groceries. <laughs> <laughs> like this on a general I never life. I got it till just now. Thing. Like uh, <laughs> Like I was like, oh, oh, the bulb just came. The, the bulb just just they went on. They brought chitlins <laughs> to eat the, the booty. The booty was the chitlins. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just trying to say that. In general, <laughs> I think a lot of the food that um, you know we we eat, even if it is part of our culture, I don't think that used to be. But no, like even certain foods that are still so like no, barbecue, like mac and cheese, even like the way we cook collard greens with all that pig fat in it mm. you know like that's yeah that's like true. these things taste good but you can't turkey leg. you can't you true. can't eat them all the time yeah. you know what i'm saying like people will be like oh i'm not eating salads all the time that's what white people eat well that's why they're you know not dying from hypertension yeah we need to at be the off rate that. that we are yeah um so like you you look at some of these things and i understand that you know you want to keep part of your culture but you have to do a lot of these in moderation i understand like soul food is great but like there's that line in um in um in the boondocks where he's describing the movie Soul Food and he goes, Soul Food is a movie about a woman who is dying from eating terrible food and all of her families get together and eat the same food terrible every food. Sunday. I need a like, like, like that's kind of the, the cycle that we are in at some point. So we really need to kind of reflect Don't on this. Don't talk about Big Mama like that. <laughs> that, that. That's what was going on. She was dying from, I think, like diabetes and they diabetes. go eat the diabetes meal every Sunday, like in her memory. Have the Kool-Aid. So, yeah, like certain things we really kind of need to recognize that they may be part of our culture, but that doesn't mean they're good for us. Yeah. And we need to kind yeah. of reevaluate those things. That's part of us, us doing this for the culture. That's why we discuss our culture because we have to understand like maybe certain things of the culture aren't aren't great. And mm-hmm. we might need to, you know, uh put some focus on them to see how we can, you know, better them for ourselves. Like Pharaoh said, put the turkey lake in there. You don't have to put yeah. the ham hock. You don't have to put the ham hock. Um, There's always a substitute <laughs> that you can use, right? Right now we like, got I have to give yeah, go ahead, Farrell. I have to give black people a little bit of credit. I have been seeing a lot more turkey legs used to make greens mm. lately than ham. There's a little bit of a movement there. Yeah, no, it's it's but, coming. Uh, it's coming out. It's coming about where even I think uh, Farrell. I think that we were me and you were talking about it and, and discussing it. Um, where now we see that more women are actually going natural and not using 
you know, perm and things of that nature. And, and so different subject, but, di- yeah, yeah, no, that's a whole yeah. different, that's a whole different, that's a whole different <laughs> subject, but it just seems Don't like, get distracted. yeah. Right. It just seems like us as people are just and us as, you know, black Americans and so forth are actually coming into our own and, and thinking for ourselves and not, there's a little, you're using, right. There's a little awakening happening. You know, there's an awakening that's happening. That's, um, but it's also some radicalness mixed in with it. So, oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So of course, Thanksgiving has already happened. We're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, the 26th, um, you know, uh, Thanksgiving was on the 23rd. So, of course, you already did your thing. You already ate whatever the case is. But now it's time to kind of get back onto, you know, that 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 healthier route, right? Make sure, of course, that you're that you're indulging in your, you know, you know, the, the, your legumes, your salads, and all that other stuff, and getting away from, you know, eating the booty like groceries. You know, we can't be, we can't. Keep. <laughs> <laughs> just because it was in your groceries don't mean you should be eating it you know just because it was in your grocery list look uh, as, as a rule if anything you buy can come with fresh booty hole in it <laughs> by mistake don't eat that <laughs> Only eat, don't stop eating the parts of the animal that shit passed through there like i don't go. know what kind of logic I don't, yeah just exactly stop. exactly exactly so I mean, Christmas it's is coming done. up. It had its run. Yeah, if you have your Friendsgiving, <laughs> oh, um, hopefully Chitlins is not in the Friendsgiving, um, and any any other sort of like guts and things of that nature. You know, make sure you feed that to the dogs. Don't feed that to to you as a person. So um, <laughs> don't even feed it to the dog. Dogs don't want to even eat that. <laughs> Actually, they will. I'm lying. They will. They will. Let me stop. Like, they will. I was like, my sister they has will. her dog, and he, she ate all the gizzards and shit like that. So I was like, mm. yeah, they, but uh, fair to the dog. Fair. What's your gold? Your gold star point for for uh, for this podcast today? Uh, stop eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, like for real. Yeah, for real. Like, for real. I'm for done. That's not what Chitlins are bad. Um, just kind of going back to the whole sexual harassment thing. I was on a um, I'm on this message board for the Atlantic, and I asked a question to the female readers. I was asking them, you know, do they think that um, all sexual um, harassment and assault should be treated the same, or are there specific levels? And each one of them to a person said, no, there's tons of different levels. You know, there, you know, rape is very different than a crude remark. And I was looking at you know, the coverage in the media. And I was like, oh, why is everybody being treated the same? This is unfair that, you know, like what Franklin did was bad, but it's nowhere on the level of more. And I figured out that there's equality in punishment and that there is no punishment. So we really have to figure out how to, you know, start, um, how to appropriately punish individuals who commit sexual harassment, sexual assault, so that the only recourse that women have isn't public opinion. Because right now that's the only defense that they have is to get people to shame them into not having a job. Um, so I, I think that that shouldn't be their only recourse. They should have other options to to prosecute these individuals. And I think that as a society, we have to start building those into our codes so that people like Al Franken and um, Roy Moore aren't treated the same for very, very different crimes. Mm. And um, my goal to our point is just to stay woke. 
make sure you ask your questions that need to be asked because shit you may not know if your friend is whipping his dick out and just masturbating in front of random women like you need to make sure that you know who the hell is in your circle i know that my brothers here are not whipping their dick out like i know they're not doing it so make sure you know that they are not doing anything or that make sure you know who your friends are that you consider your friends there's a difference between acquaintances and friends make sure you know the difference again this is a get up podcast and we out this bitch We out. Thank you. Boom.